just get up-to-date information on the podcast, as well as uh, on Anchor, you can send direct voice messages to the creators of the podcast, which is us. Welcome to Redeeming Qualities. This is part two of our previous episodes that released earlier this week. Uh, thank you for joining us again, and without further ado, part two. As always, you can find us at the Redeeming Qualities podcast on our Instagram. You can ask us questions. There's a lot of stuff. You know what? The, so this is something that we and uh, before we we posed the question: uh, Who was the Hitler before Hitler? I can't remember what episode we had it on. And I th- I think there's some good contenders out there for the Hitler before Hitler, and I think that Hitler should also lose the Hitler mantle to some people in modern mm. societies. Agreed. Um, so I definitely think there are uh, contenders. And um, so I'll, I'll tell you what, go, going into the subject, I will give my Hitler before Hitler. And I think that would be Genghis Khan. Okay. The reason, the reason I say Genghis Khan is because he was a murderer and there's so many, like, I don't know the myths, but I like my, one of my favorite one, Mark, me and you, uh, you, you brought this up is there was a myth that he had basically a measuring stick. And if you were taller than that, you died just based off genetics and his own inferiority complex. There's another That's myth smart. that yeah. he single handedly reduced the temperature of the world because he had killed so many people. These are such grandiose things to put onto one man that I think it may further be more evil than Hitler themselves. So I don't know what you guys think. What do you? What do you? What are you guys' thoughts on that? Let me let me let me start this out. Um, this is a question that I heard pop up in uh, this podcast approximately three episodes ago. The Hitler before Hitler, and Mark, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you were the one that actually verbalized it. Who was the Hitler before Hitler? And uh, <laughs> for me personally, man, I listened to this podcast. I've been listening to it for two months. Uh, Kiko is, you know, a lifelong friend of mine. And, uh, dude, I, I sit here and I listen to y'all's conversations. And, I, and I'm just sitting here talking to myself like, no, they're wrong. It's this, it's this, it's that. <laughs> Bro, the Hitler before Hitler was unequivocally, unequivocally and undeniably, it was Napoleon Bonaparte for a hundred years before Hitler came around. He was the evilest guy to ever exist. But okay, more so than Genghis Khan. More so than well, Genghis I, Khan, no, deemed by no. the West. I, I I'll, I'll argue that point because Napoleon was evil to the British, and that's where mm-hmm. we get our history and we get our views from. Is the Brits mostly the Western centric version because, of history? Yes, because yeah, because to the French, this is a man that got exiled by got exiled escaped exile came back they confronted him with an army and i can't remember the quote exactly but he's like bow down your emperor has returned and that army's like fuck yeah this is our dude now i'm in the military enlisted guys are not gonna fucking drop everything and go with one person unless that is a one that that's not a person that has their fucking back all the time that's like Mattis or some shit. You're like Mattis. It's, You're like, fuck yeah, like, bro, let's go. That's right. Well, it's, it, like it's, it's scary Mattis. to think of that in the modern context. It, it, it really is scary to think about that in the modern context because what we're literally talking about is 
is military coups and civil war. To think about that in the modern context with Mattis, it's disingenuous and it gives Mattis too much credit and Napoleon not enough. And I think Fez raises a great question. How do you return to national soil after exile, political exile, and be confronted with an army and literally say, French soldiers, your emperor's right here for the killing, go ahead. And nobody does. And then they join him and now they're his soldiers. Now to me, that's not, that, that's the exception, not the rule. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Napoleon was an exceptional figure of history, and, and he might be the I'm closest saying, thing that the West has to Julius Caesar. If I'm in the crowd, I'm ganking him. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm there, I'm ganking him. If it were to come fucking gank, who's this bitch? Stab, done. Like, yeah, fuck but you. if I'm you say if you're drunk. in the crowd, you're ganking him. But yeah. the fact is, they were happy to have him back. So can he really be Well, the don't evil? be so cocky next time, bitch. Can he really be the evil that Hitler was? If well, okay, let's talk life, about that. I think, Fez, are you Genghis Khan now? Because I'm kind of, I'm leaning more towards Genghis Khan. If you look at, like, his gene is in, like, majority of the Asian okay. population. I love that you brought that up, and I want to dispel that myth oh, right now. Oh, fuck! Okay. He's too smart okay. no, for no, me, no, 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 no. Still an incredible statistic. It still is an incredible statistic, but the statistic that you said is incorrect. The statistic that is more accurate is that approximately 5% of all living Asians have some traceable genetics to Genghis Khan. That was five percent. That was okay. Well, well, I've heard I've heard ridiculous statistics. Eighty percent. Look look at the population of those countries. Exactly. It is. So five percent is astronomical when you think about the scale. It's hundreds of hundreds of millions. Well, Genghis Khan killed more than Hitler and Mussolini combined. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, he's killed. But also, in fairness, he had more to kill. God, that sounds bad. Okay, but, but, but also, <laughs> there, was, there was more things to kill. Then, I, I, I get like, what you said, but what, oh, I heard, God. what I actually heard you say is when you kill an Asian, you're just ready to kill 30 minutes later. That's what popped through my brain. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like Asian food. Uh, what I would eat Asian food. food, like just ready, like you eat white rice and then you're just fucking hungry until like yeah, thirty minutes just, later you need more. Yeah, that's what I was basically what, saying with that. What I'd wow, say the dividing line is is uh, is very clear. The dividing line is this: um, Genghis Khan, Genghis Khan, whatever you prefer, is he a product of his time? And Hitler and Napoleon. Are they products of their time? Because don't quote me, but there's like a 700 to 800 year gap between the two and three of those people. Um, Genghis Khan existed when when life was less valuable. Napoleon mm, exists in the height of the enlightenment. Oh, pause. Now, you are talking from a standpoint of society, right? Because like you're saying life wasn't as valuable because society hadn't been created. Right. So 
Are no, you saying that it's more justifiable created. because things were more primal back then? And then because yeah. we had modern societies, like Hitler's is worse because there was established society and all of a sudden killing's bad because we know better? Correct. Because <laughs> That's exactly I, I, think, I think if we drop the morality of all of it and you just measure the deed, Genghis Khan is far worse. But however, yes, if you tie in society and how we view Societal. things as society progresses and learns, um, so, then it's hard to argue your point. So I had to look this up because I was like, maybe I'm wrong on this. But this is from uh, Faction8.com. It does say Genghis Khan... Genghis Khan's armies killed an estimated of 40 million people. In fact, his armies killed so many people that he cooled the planet and reduced of human beings. While effective, this definitely uh, not the solution to climate change. So, as far as you go for <laughs> influence on the world, he changed the fucking climate. Bro, Why do you think Bill Gates is for this? I'll say tongue from the modern era. From... Oh, we lost you. Boom. Where's Mark at? I'm here. I don't know. Mark. Damn it. Oh, okay. Mark. I want to know Mark's thoughts. Oh, I mean, like, th- wh- wh- who's worse? Who's the worst out of these yeah. people you're naming? I mean, like, I feel like I don't really know who was there. Napoleon's influence was fucked up because it was European and this was a white dude's world. Yeah, Genghis Khan did a lot of fucked up shit. But, you know, we don't know the numbers. The numbers, I guess, how do we rate it? Like, who killed more That's kids? True. Who killed oh, more no, people? We do, we do. I think it's just a hypothetical. Debate, yeah, but we, right? there's, like, there's, if we there's give theories. it categories. Yeah. I, look, I'm not saying I agree, but there are theories that the numbers that we got from, from, from the Holocaust aren't all the way, you know, completely recorded. Maybe possibly. That's oh, it. Mark, you're going to get us canceled. Mark. I'm not saying that this is the complete <laughs> truth. I'm just saying. Oh, he's a Holocaust. We know 12 million. Uh, we know 12 million Africans got sent to OSA. That's like recorded. That's what the recorded numbers are. We don't even know about the ones that even made it here or not. So, hey, I don't want to do, you know, a, a, a suffrage Olympics, but we know <laughs> 12 million people got recorded. Who knows the niggas that they didn't even track? Okay. Yeah. So hey, that didn't uh, go hey. through the system. Didn't even go through the system. Didn't even get there. Just got there and they're like, we don't like this nigga. Kill him, or he just worked and made a whole bunch of kids, and then his name got changed to Boyd, and now I'm talking on the podcast right now. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, just because I you got sucked into a black hole, a, uh, spit out on the other side. Speaking a of black holes, suffering. Yes, Olympic, go, Mark. A suffering Olympic, not a suffering right to vote. Oh, suffrage is the right suffering Olympics suffrage. <laughs> Yeah, but Throw it out there. Dope when, when he said it. I did sound fucking dope, Dan. Then right? we're not even talking about the Crusades either. Thank you. No, I, oh. Mark Black Hole. Oh, yeah. Oh, talk about yeah. evil. Conquistadors and everything was, else. Christianity. How many people killed Christian, yeah. were killed by Christianity? Yeah. Talk oh, about no, it. no, not just Christianity. Just day. Religion. Religion. Oh. Religion. Oh. We do religion in general. Stop. Pause. Yeah. Oh, do we want to go here? Yeah. Exactly. Where's it? Pause. Do we want to go here? Dwarfs, Genghis Khan, and dwarfs uh, Mussolini and everybody else. And our our thoughts are the religions. CCC. The, oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course that's big, but I guess <laughs> as I thought about it, religion obviously would be huge, but that's not one person. We, you're talking about the influence of the evil within one person because, of course, oh. a whole idea is going to murder people more. 
Yeah. The, you, say, uh, oh, thing, you say ideologies are inherently more evil than Yeah, I, I, I agree. This is not even fair. <laughs> I agree. No. I agree. <laughs> That's true. That's not fair. Okay, yeah, okay. Ideology versus a man. But look, a dude walking around and killing 8 million people. I mean, the idea of white supremacy, right? We go, or, or the idea of like religion or this person is a god. So I should be able to, I'm, I'm a fucking, I'm not even going to go there, but I was going to. Whatever, let's just move on. Don't tease me. Don't go there. Uh, I'm just go was there. gonna go into well, how many motherfuckers have been molested by the church? You know what I'm saying? Oh. So that whole thing. That's not killing people, but almost worse, you know? Right. Uh, oh. Yes. Moment of silence, right? <laughs> Whoa. You went a little <laughs> too hard. Oh. Back it back it up for us, man. Back it up. Talking about ending somebody's life. Thank you. Not traumatizing forever. Hey, the Me Too movement just took a huge hit with Bill Cosby, and oh. now you're just throwing that back out there. Come I'm on now. Up. I'm the worst. <laughs> going for the cancel right away. <laughs> going for the cancel. I love it. Uh, oh shoot! So yeah, I th- I say, I is there any other contenders for the Hitler before Hitler or after Hitler? Idi Amin. I mean, I mean, there was definitely worse people than Hitler. I feel like, but like, I think that my step we're obsessed. Idi Amin. Idi Amin, but he didn't Edie, kill eight million or twelve million people, so for sure. Idi Amin, Dada Ume. Was a yeah. Ugandan military officer who served as the president of Uganda from 1971 to 1979, considered one of the most brutal despots of the history. Idi Amin was born in Koboko to Kakwa, father and Lagbara mother. Yeah, I mean, you don't get that. There's no number, there's no toll up. So you're just going to end up reading his biography. But he yeah. was a savage too. But see, y'all don't even want to give black people their yeah. credits for being terrible. I know. <laughs> you know what? The, you know what the, I'm going to tell you how. how how terrible I am. I hear the name Idi Amin, and I'm like, man, I'd love to listen to that dude's album, because he sounds like he gets thrown out. <laughs> brah, brah. Don Dada. Don Dada. <laughs> oh, Alright, so, so what I would say is the Hitler before Hitler, man, to sum it all up, uh, historically, historically it was Napoleon. Okay? Mm. Now we can, we, we, we can make these references to these other horrible people. I would argue that the Hitler after Hitler was Mao Zedong, I think he was credited with killing as many as 80 million domestic Chinese citizens. Now think about that for a second. We're not talking about Hitler murdering foreigners. We're talking about Mao Zedong murdering his own citizens for political discontent. Big difference, big difference. That is significantly more evil. (laughs) Who found something? Wait, wait, what are you talking about? Who are you talking I just to? Heard a... There you are. Oh, Mount me. Tone. Sorry. I found this cat that I was looking for. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's so exci- Bro, sorry. I like somebody had a moment and I missed it. Yeah. You sounded so thrilled. I, I, there. I thought that was you going, oh, yeah, Uncle Mao. There you are. That's what I thought. <laughs> oh, that's not bad, guys. That's absolutely That's not like oh, over here Uncle masturbating Mao. the mass murderers or anything. You know? but, oh, so, oh, dog. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, wow, so this right discussion, <laughs> this discussion of uh, the Hitler before Hitler and the arguments that we've had thereafter, it really leads me to the next question, which is inevitable. Are we talking about history 
or historiography because there's a big difference. Okay. Too deep. History. One is a real word and one you just invented. Right? Dude, <laughs> that's what I said. I'm with Mark. Now let me switch the script here, tell you something yeah. that makes Let's... me win, bitch. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> what? what? What's the difference? Eric, What's the on, difference? Hold on. He's going to use his superior intellect no, 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 to no, no, fucking no, no, dwell. Okay, so I'm, right I'm, I'm sorry. Stop oh, no, no, no. no, no I, I just got a phone call. My bad. No, this is exactly, this is exactly the one thing I absolutely heard too was like, are we talking about science or Scientology? Uh, can I tell one story? It's embarrassing. Well, it's embarrassing. Uh, 
I don't wait a minute. I don't know what historiography was. Still, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get back to that. So, 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 history, the study of history is the study of events as they were written down in their time period from contemporaries. That's the study of history. That's how you get your, I'm a historian, excuse me, and historian, and I'm certified to talk about this shit, blah, blah, blah. Historiography is a much more interesting subject. And contrary to what Mark thinks, this is actually a legitimate topic. <laughs> I mean, the oh, college courses are... College courses are built around the study of historiography. But the difference is this. History is the study of the events as written down by their contemporaries. Historiography is the study of why they wrote what they wrote. Okay, so it gets more into the human side of recorded history. Why did they say this about these people? Why did they do this? Why did they do that? And it, it Honestly, to me, it gets into the politics behind the history. And that's why, for me, it's a much more interesting subject. I'm not interested in history. I'm interested in contrarian history. I'm interested in the things that we think are true, that we're taught are true, but are misrepresented. Mm. Kind of badass. No, I, 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 did, I didn't know what it was. I like that. I feel like, I feel like history is... Uh, whitewashed too often it's it's made to make one side look good and the other side look completely evil there's never a uh there's never the gray area like oh yeah they were suffering you know there was two people and they're both fighting over you know the single piece of food no when history the winner you know when when the winner happens in that fight it's like oh yeah this guy was trying to steal my food you get what i'm saying they use words and they use 100 in every so sort of history. So if there's always, I mean, I get into this with, uh, with the whole, um, with the whole, uh, um, Aztec and Cortez, the white God came to mm. see the Aztecs. Now here is a question for you. This is, a, I'll pose this question to everybody. If a, if a literal God came to earth, would you attack them? If it was your God that came down to earth, would you attack them? No, of course not. No, obviously. Not. So then, why do we believe the church's records that he was a god? Because as perceived by the natives, is that what you're saying? Yes, as perceived by the natives. Okay, now that's that's a fair question. That's a fair question. Now, the way that you phrased the question, I don't think that was accurate. But the way that the way it's clarified, one hundred percent. Um, and and I, I see what you're saying, and, and I agree with you, and I think that's a great point. Uh, but how much of that, I would say, is just uh, Western history hyperbole? You know what I mean? How much knowledge was lost with the burning of the books and knowledge of the South Americans when the conquistadors arrived? I mean, to me, to me, if you want to point to the uh, most shameful thing the Catholic Church ever did, doodling little boys aside, the most shameful thing that they did was <laughs> was to intentionally destroy and erase from history the written record of the South and Central American people. Uh, to me, as a fan of history, is both deeply shaming as a descendant of the West, but it's also it's a very clear. It, 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 it. Go ahead. Well, I don't think anybody else was talking. You're good, man. 
I was lost oh, for words. Oh, well, I look at history yeah, the same way. I look at history the same way it is when you go through a breakup. Like, but but whoever is is you know if you go to that person's family, they're gonna believe what that person told you, right? So it's just yeah, like who got the best story. Who's got the best? Who's got the best? <laughs> who shits out the best? Yeah, who shits out the best? Who who do I love? But I like I'm not listening talking to my ex's family. Or my my fa- my family's not listening to my ex or whoever, so they don't know the little shit that I did or that they did th- that she did for me or whatever. Because I'm not telling that. So it's just like, yeah, there's way more details that we don't know. And like, the, as we get further, we're really just accepting that the CIA brought crack into this country. We're really <laughs> accepting that now. Before that was folklore. Like, we just wanted to go there. Shut All it down. Right. I know it. Let's I go know. there. No, 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 Mark. What is what is your beef with the CIA? I want to hear it, and I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and defend the CIA, but but I, I do want to hear this. What what is the CIA? What are they doing that's detrimental to society? Oh, I mean, look, look, we may. It looks like they've come in and like done a bunch of fucked up shit to like to to make America look better, keep balances, so killing off leaders and and drawing people and fucking putting putting what all these spies and shit in other places to destabilize other countries we may look at that as some sneaky shit the way things go out what if they're trying to even everything out all along and keeping us safe i don't know right now i don't there's so much that we don't know it's secret that who knows but i do know that they brought they brought coke into this country you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and sold it and now we are living in a crack infestation the neighborhoods across the country were, were fucked up so we know that for a fact now i mean beyond everything else killing Killing Muammar Gaddafi because he was trying to solidify the African dollar, which would have helped everything. I mean, with the yeah. gold standard, right? With with yes. the gold standard and Gaddafi yes, and Hillary Clinton, yes. Obama. Yes. We came, we saw he died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's evil shit. They literally they took Libya, the most per capita wealthiest nation in Africa, and it's sovereign. It's domestically sovereign. And they turn it into a failed state with a live slave trade market that you could actually watch on YouTube at one point. That's fucking crazy. But 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 I guess um, what I really wanted to dive into is the CIA and their uh, their coups in South America of democratically mm. yes. democratically elected presidents and heads of state. Um, so 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 let me let me start this conversation with saying that regime is just a fancy word that you use for a government that you do not like, okay? That's called propaganda, uh, Orwellian doublespeak, redefining the terms. Regime is literally synonymous with a government that you do not like, okay? So when a democratically elected president like, uh, you know, Chile, Salvador Allende in the 1970s is democratically elected and he has a political mindset that doesn't fall in lockstep with American empire and colonialism, that individual has to go. That is what the CIA does. And, and, and by, I, I, I think just historically, I, I think that, that uh, the, the U.S. government accredits the CIA with toppling seven democratically elected South American presidents. I think the number is closer to 11 but the point is all the same. We all remember the Iraq War in 2003. We all remember George what W. War? Bush's rhetoric no, <laughs> about 
the we got to make the world safe for democracy. I mean, I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm talking to a room of veterans of that era. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We, now we all know the rhetoric. We got to make the we world all say safe yes. for so democracy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is correct, sir. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Veteran. Yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's me. Yeah, got the hat to prove it. <laughs> so, so we'll talk for a little bit longer. We're good. All right. Hey, look, it was great. I love you guys. Nice meeting you, Eric. Uh, and uh, we'll uh, chat next week. Hey, you want to plug stuff before you uh, bounce? Oh, man. Ross Fire Unicorn, Sad Boy Marco, uh, Fresh Jays, uh, Aqua Philosophy is where you can find me. I have a link tree on my Instagram now, so you can find all those things there. It was real. Awesome. Mm. Later, Mark. Appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, Mark, before you go, man, uh, I, I do just want to say that uh, I'm extremely disappointed I didn't have to get to the opportunity to have further conversation with you, man. I got multiple things I wanted to ask you, but maybe another time, man. Definitely maybe another time. Oh, I feel like a jerk, but yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> all good, man. We'll have you back no, for a long, long time. Fast. We were chill. A long time's fast. This yes, yes, yes. A quick, quick couple hours. So I'll yeah, talk to you all later, man. Let's talk right, again, though, Eric. It'll be cool. Peace, y'all. Later. All Peace. right, man. Well, look, guys, I had a great time with you guys. This is everything you're talking about. It's badass. I have to get going. I don't know. We, You guys keep Black talking. Hole. So, so uh, uh, Eric, we put a contender that completely... Oh, all right. So now that Mark's gone, go back to this. Uh, how much money would it take to get a dilly in the people? Oh, I, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it was just four times the salary. I mean, it was just quadruple. Like, we don't have to touch back into that. I, like, I want to segue into black holes somehow, but after talking about dilities in the B-hole, I can't segue to black holes. So I need some kind of uh, intermission. Well, you know? here we so, go, man. Okay, okay. I, I got it. Wait, wait. Before, before we – you talk about history, historiography. How much of our history do you feel has been in drugs or alcohol? Because we only get the accounts – of the people who were educated and willing to write at the time. So do you think that uh, uh, alcohol? How much of our history is influenced by drugs and alcohol? Because most of our history is written by the upper class, high society, etc. Humans are not 2021 humans. They are a sign of their times. And the goalpost is always shifting. We have to understand that when evaluating historical events and figures. Um, not to digress into... Wow, Eric, well, you're a very analytical thinker, and I have to say I appreciate that. Then we see that when people are like historians or these different type of things, they're generally not in danger. So they meet a lot of these Maslow's principles of uh, hierarchy of needs yes yeah, yeah. yes so oftentimes when somebody doesn't have food doesn't have water doesn't have you know safety shelter all these different things they're the ones not writing history yeah ben, you're, you're dumbing it down for like a rocket surgeon though like um, he knows I'm exactly what you're getting at no no I, and i'm mansplaining my man's man. like... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm mansplaining this whole thing yeah because i just let him wanted... show his superior intellect please I'm, uh, I've got I like a half, I got a half man chub for it, you know? <laughs> I'm like, over so, here, uh, I got a half chub for your buddy. Okay, all right, all right, go ahead, go. Sorry. But anyways, so, that's all I'm saying. Just how, how much do you think drugs and alcohol influence the historian? Clearly the rich were just hammered drunk. I don't believe 
and this is my personal opinion, I do not believe that drugs and alcohol influenced the story beyond this. Back in Greece, and I'm talking the height of Athens and Sparta, when men were men and sheep were scared. (laughs) (laughs) But, But when men were men and they locked to the shoulder with shields and formed phalanxes and fought in a straight line against other men with the same identical weapons that fought in a straight line, what they would do is they would give their soldiers alcohol and not get them drunk, but get them buzzed before the battle. And why they did that is for obvious reasons. I mean, we all are very well, you know, aware of the effects of alcohol on your body, on your mind. It it gives you a sense of confidence. Hell, I'm not going to lie. I I was super, super nervous about this podcast. I've been drinking since an hour before this podcast started, (laughs) you know, just to, just to help cope with the awkwardness. (laughs) You might've heard a few beers pop. (laughs) But, uh, you, you know, I believe that, uh, you know, as, as far as alcohol is concerned on its influence in history, I honestly believe that it's negligible outside of on the local level, giving the soldiers fighting the battles the ability and the courage, the extra pick me up that, that it offered. Outside of that, I don't believe it really made an impact on the history as it was written. I I do believe that the history as it was written was written by the people in charge, by the ones deemed satisfactorily to do so by those in charge. Um, So so, so does that answer your question? And I would like to hear your thoughts. I mean, you asked the question. So, I mean, I I think you clearly have an opinion. Yeah, I mean, look at this hippie movement, right? Like, look at our look at our views on things at that time. Like, our soldiers came back from Vietnam, and there's this whole society that, because of like the way that was at the time perceived to be free love and drugs, was making society, you know, do what it was doing. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, people coming home from World War One, World War Two, shit like that. None of that would have happened. I'm talking to a history buff. I better just shut my mouth. No, man, no. you're good, dude. Um, I love no. this conversation, <laughs> but. No. I, I think I I, th- I think I get where you're you're going at. You're you're talking about you know like the, we had the hippie movement in Vietnam. We also had a heavily uh, you know drug movement within the soldiers in Vietnam. They Absolutely, marijuana. And I, I wonder, I you know we hear about the atrocities that people in Vietnam had to do. I wonder how how imagine dealing good. with that type of shit without drugs. You know, exactly. Like, that's what, that's what, they that's come what back with problems. You know, and it's like they were dealing with their problems the way they knew how to over there. And here we are like fucking soldiers are doing drugs. Bitch, have you done what they did? Like, no. How do you you fucking deal with that? Especially when it's every fucking night in a foreign jungle that's infiltrated heavily. Like nobody knows what it's like to be in that other than people that have been in that. And then we're like. How dare you do that marijuana reefer while you're over there, right? <laughs> and it's like, fast forward 50 years, and it's like, hey, we should sell this pot because we can make a bunch of fucking money off of it. You know, it's like, given a long enough timeline, things change. And then you realize how fucking stupid society was 100 years previously. So I think that's why history is interesting to me. It's because you can look back and be like, wow, those fuckers were dumb and we think we're all smart, but like fast forward the other direction and we're the fucking dummies, you know? Yeah. I think that's a great point. 
my other favorite part about history is our current ignorance to think of what society was like, you know, 50 years ago. There, so there was a there was a TikTok right, and there's there's this couple they're interracial right. You were the fucking TikTok. I <laughs> love TikTok. Eric, does he just I, fucking TikTok that's link a, you? That's oh that, goddamn! That's that new wave, man. That's Jesus. a no. Thank you that's for like not. A Thirteen don't year old start. teenage girl <laughs> on fucking TikTok, man. I love it. But anyways, so there was there was a guy talking about interracial couple. Like, hey, you know, like a hundred years ago, would you you know would you have married me? And it's a white guy. 1920s he's like no it first off it was illegal back then and the consequences for doing that would have been too great and this guy was just like roasted they're like oh that's not true love you don't know what true love is all that other stuff and it's like this guy you know like i don't believe people in our society can understand true love because the thought of that if i marry her even though i love her she's gonna she die. Is probably going to die yeah. Based off of this. And it's like, I just see society now unforgiving of the society 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, like right now. A lack of empathy. The lack of empathy for the struggles and cultural obligations of the time. Yes. Is yes. so ridiculous within our society today. And, and that's something that I try to interwebs. be. And that's something that I try to be highly acutely aware of is societal influences. And and for me personally, I give people a pass. I really do. I I give, uh, you know, we're talking about Hitler before Hitler. Earlier in in time, cocaine and heroin were the primary uh, drugs uh, utilized by high society. Now there are well, I mean, let's call it milk of the poppy because, like, it's M- milk of the poppy. Now, if you ever watch, if you ever watch that spider, the, there's a there's a great experiment of a spider where they put a bunch of different drugs into its system and it and it wove its web, right? Mm-hmm. And each time it it, it weaves its web, it's Whoa. different. Each time the web is woven. Mm, there you go. Get the, it, girl. Uh, the, get it. Mm. Each time <laughs> it's woven. It's different based on the drugs. And I wonder whether when somebody is writing, like a Hunter S. Thompson-esque character, right? I know, I know he's, he does write fiction and nonfiction and all kinds of you know, amazing works. Mm-hmm. And his, his stuff Legend. is very heavily drug-driven. And I wonder if any of the historians, based on what they think or what they saw, or what the, the reports that they had, that was influenced by the drugs of this of oh, the period. I'm sure. I get, I get what you're saying. I, I guess I guess when when I was thinking of it, I was thinking more of like, are you thinking some dude sitting there tanked writing memoirs? You know? Um, no, no. I no, guess, no. yeah. So no. for what you're saying though, I'm thinking like that does kind of make sense. For example, like I am a firm believer in like drugs, regardless of what you think about them. They're like whether they're good or bad. Like that's that's us impinging our own morality like into the equation right like we're like hey well this is bad or this is good because of it but like if you look at things from a neutral standpoint i believe that people that have done different drugs will experience things differently they'll view things differently and they'll think of things differently um i don't know if that's a good or a bad thing but i could see what you're saying like you know at the time when people are like casually using you know, milk of the poppy every time their head hurts, you know, are they thinking, 
differently because of the way they're affected. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah. Danny is of German descent. <laughs> oh, fucking Nazi. I love German history. But, uh, but, I'm but, from Hamburg. I don't know if you're, you're familiar. You're from Hamburg? Um, um, drop the H and uh, I hold am on. Um, so, so, so you're saying it like a German. I'm going to say it like an American, and please don't judge me. But Hamburg, 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 Hamburg. So like Hamburg, There is there's Hamburg that you're talking about, which is H A. If okay. you drop the H A M B U R G, it's A M B E R G. Hamburg without um, the H. Um, okay, complete. Yeah. So, so you're talking about a completely different place. So yes, and it's like geographically. Geographically, uh, where is it located? uh, It would be like southeastern Germany. Okay, so you're talking like Bavaria. Uh, Yes, Munich, roughly Munich. Yep, below Munich. Okay, perfect. Uh, perfect. Geography is on point. (laughs) Right. Just, just so everyone else knows, uh, I also don't know where they're talking about. So (laughs) yeah. Okay, so let let I uh, apologize every for the listeners. I come from a town called Amberg, um, and it's like the town's first like it was first mentioned in like publications back in like one thousand thirty four. So like it's really really fucking old town, um, and it pretty much looks kind of like you would expect a town from like the era of castles to kind of look like it's kind of just still mostly walled in little village you know um the population is not you know it's like i think the last time i looked up the population that's it was like 40,000 people or something you know so it's a small town in uh you know bavaria part of germany um but it's kind of crazy because like every time i used to go there um i used to just the castles and everything about it was what i was so attracted to and then when it came to history later um there's so much history in germany obviously i mean oh, it's man. it's old as shit it's, it's um, unreal so the history there makes it like i mean it makes sense that a historian's into germany you know as, as europe as a whole obviously um but i just thought it was kind of cool that you were all into it because um i think that my little village is kind of bad you know we're talking about a village so, so like- let me tell you a story let me tell you a story so so my last name is gulick g-u-l-i-c-k gulick Gullick comes from a German town named Ulich, J-U-L-I-C-H. Okay, again, J-U-L-I-C-H, mm-hmm. as opposed to my last name, G-U-L-I-C-K. Ulich and Gullick, same thing, okay? But what happened was, is that little town is west of the city of Cologne in Germany, and it's right on the Dutch border. So the German Netherlands border and that town had switched hands multiple times. It had been Dutch. It had been German. It had been Dutch. It had been German Mm -hmm. many times. The Dutch took the name Van Ulich. The Germans took the name Von Gulick. And that's where my last name came from. But again, genetically, I am about a 50-50 Celto-Germanic individual. Um, Jesus, I don't even know that much about me. I know I am. I was born Daniel Yeshke. Um, I don't know necessarily. That sounds Russian. Yeshke. I mean, we're by we're by Czech. You know, like maybe maybe that. Well, has you you by did you say Czech? Uh, Czech, yeah, yeah. Well, 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 you're talking about you're talking about you were next to Germany, 
before the end of the world wars because that that land was german land right mm-hmm. czechoslovakia was one of the five nations germany was carved into after world war one yeah and i was like omberg is pretty much uh, i mean essentially on the border there so it'd be like um i guess and you had said southeast correct nuremberg would be it would be east of nuremberg 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 so, is where they filmed that would, the uh, Triumph of the Will by Lenny Riefenstahl. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what's going on anymore. No, <laughs> dude. No, you know it. No, 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 no. I just put a name on it. I just put oh, a name on it. But you know nothing. it. You know the Triumph of the Will. You've seen images and scenes from the Triumph of the Will. And it's from 1930s Germany rising out of the Great Depression under Nazi yeah. leadership. Oh, wow. Um, like my, my great uncle, like he still lived in a village with no electricity and everything, you know, and I remember going over there and using bedpans in the middle of the night and everything was candlelight and the only heat was wood heat, you know, and he's like 85 years old and like no electricity, no nothing like in these random remote villages in Germany. Um, but so yeah, that's Om- not Omberg hard for me to believe. Because of the that's time. not hard for me to believe. Not 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 because of the time, but but because of a myth of World War II that I that I understand very clearly. And and the myth is that, you know, the Germans were gearing up for war and wanted to conquer the world and make us all speak German. But 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 again, I, I emphasize myth, myth yeah. because World War II is predominantly and almost exclusively about the conflict between the Nazis in Germany and the Soviet Union, okay? In 1941, Hitler invaded the Soviet Union. And God damn it, I forgot what I was gonna say. (laughs) Here's what the, 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 like once again, taking away the straw man of it. Socialism isn't a, a societal generation of equality. Socialism is a societal effort to make a greater good. For example, like I said, in the most simplistic form, the Amish, it's a barn. Everybody gets to use that barn. Well, in and theory, that, though, communism is as well. No. It's just communism no, is to be supposed to be. By, it's supposed to be the same thing. Yeah, it's yeah. supposed communism to be the same thing. Communism is corrupted thing. by the individuals of the institution. Well, let me correct you, Danny. Let me correct okay. you, Danny. It's communism as determined by the Soviet Union, and I use them as the benchmark because they're the first, but communism is literally this, the dictatorship of the proletariat. Now, you're calling a government a dictatorship, but you're trying to justify its legitimacy as belonging to the proletariat, which is the working poor. Mm. Okay. Okay. Is okay. that even Can a I... thing? Is that mm, even right. is that even possible? Is that even possible? Hold on. Can you yeah. guys hear me though? Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I got you. No, okay. Sorry. No, no, I no. think we were what? just ignoring you. Oh, okay, good, good, good. <laughs> no, trying to get a know, word that, in. <laughs> no, what I'm trying to say is with communism, you don't own your effort. Correct. That's a bit because you said communism and socialism are the same thing. No. And I said, I, I, well, I said that's not correct. With communism, you own your effort and you don't get to reap the reward of your individual effort. The government takes Correct. your effort and then divvies it up. Mm-hmm. And distributes so, so, it as according. It's as by according. each, it, th- th- there's a quote for that, Kiko, and it's by, um, I, I forget what it's called, um, but help me out here. But it's basically, 
by each according to their will um, and and distributed each according to their need. Uh, Something like that. Abilities and need. Yes. Abilities and need. So to take that a step further, so you put in, uh, you know, and let's just put the effort as dollars because that's the easiest way to, uh, you know, that we can do it. So socialism, you go, hey, I want to put, you know, $100 to this and, you know, you vote into it. And then everybody, the, the production is owned by the people, right? The mm-hmm. government says, hey, you earned $100,000. Well, I'm going to take that $100,000 worth of effort, and I'm going to give you what by your ability or need. And the government determines Correct. what you Correct. get paid. Mm-hmm. And it's that the is, redistribution based upon the government. I agree. Now, now, redistribution based on the government. What the straw man argument is, is the government is going to decide what socialist things we put our money towards and not give that to the people. So... What is considered, you know, Bernie Sanders' democratic socialism isn't socialism. It is basically a republic in a communist format, in my opinion, not a socialist Um, uh, format. I I think that's a bridge too far. I do. I do. I I disagree with the fundamental. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, like I I can't. Too deep. I disagree with the fundamental inquisition that you're making and what well, because let me ask you a question let me ask you a question with like the socialism of healthcare do we own the production of healthcare negative does the government own it negative no. well no the government Basically. determines yeah the government determines which healthcare which health they have the oversight of everything they have like you need to do this procedure uh, yeah basically they're controlled by the government no, in a sense. Uh, 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 i want to get fi- into not this financially I'm, I'm curious about what you're saying i'm curious about what you're saying what are you trying to say i'm saying that within socialism you own the production within communism you don't own anything okay of course so, so, so do as a people with the the Bernie's, uh, you know, what what uh, with his with his idea of what socialism is and giving, you know, I get it. It's a socialist con. It's a social construct to give everybody health care, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. But we don't get any say or any any choice in the matter of what's going on with it. Totally. Now, so that now to here's me, the what, thing: it's anytime you adopt something new, though. Like you're going to have kinks, and like here's here's you're my gonna have pushback. <laughs> um, like Germany, like we said previously, one of the highest tax socialist countries. I think it's like forty or forty five percent of the way. They're still paying um, reparations with those taxes to they, Israel, by the way. I mean, so just let that uh, really? be known for public record. Yes, like modern German tax dollars are still paying reparations to Israelis. Right. So, and, and, it, like, and it's to the tune of billions every year. Mm-hmm. And so like all of that, like if you think about, they get taxed at that 40, 45% or whatever. And then a lot of people, I feel like in America will be like, oh yeah, well that's socialism and blah, blah, blah. And then they look at the taxes, but then break down American taxes, right? And capitalism as a whole. Mm-hmm. And when I think about like where I fall in a tax structure, it's like, okay, you fall 28% to 32% of taxes. And it's like, that is just, that's just for me to work and have the privilege of working in this, in this kingdom, right? Because I don't feel like the era of kingdoms is gone. It's just reformatted. So, no, just, 
same terms, different terminology. Exactly. Right. So now we, we give the king, you know, our percentage for living within the comfort of his kingdom. Right. And that makes sense. But then yeah. think about all the additional expenses that we're tacking on. So we're talking about like, oh, I, you know, I'm at the lower end of the tax bracket. I only pay 15 percent or, you know, I pay 28 percent in taxes. But then think about like now to drive on the roads. You have to go and you have to pay the government for the privilege to drive on the roads, too. That wasn't included in your taxes. And then in order to like if you if you want to eat and you want to feed yourself, like if I got to go eat and feed myself, like I'm going to go pay taxes to go purchase groceries at the grocery store. I know food's not really taxed, but you know what I'm going with. Like sales you tax. have to go. Yeah, yes, there's there's taxes. Well, there's exemptions. You, you, get, state for that you get state tax. You get sales tax. I think there's taxes. exemptions for hot food. I think there's exemptions for hot food, a served meal or something. Yeah, there's right, like, right. But there's like these little nuanced things. But at the end of the day, like me, like I like to hunt and fish, right? So I can't even go. I can't even eat and sustain life in this country on my own because the government will not let me go harvest animals without permits and licenses, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. I don't have the opportunity to live unassisted. I have to depend on the government because they have structured it into a way. That I have to pay for everything that I Denny, do. Denny, yeah. mm -hmm. you're thinking about this in a way that is correct, but you're not thinking of it as the way in which the government thinks of you. You I'm are a commodity. A I realize a commodity. I'm a commodity. I understand you're a that. taxable and commodity. And the more you do, the more successful you are. The more the money more you bring you... in. I understand exactly. that. So that's, I'm not talking about the succeed. government. What I'm talking about is... What I feel like at most Americans fail to see is that, you know, so like we want to discredit. And of course, you hear people that are like, yeah, fuck that socialism and all this other shit, because like when they think about it, like the corporations obviously don't want stuff like that to happen. Like it, it's detrimental to their bottom line. But what I'm saying is you talk about a tax country as high as 45 percent in germany look at all that they get in return right look at their health care look at their systems look mm -hmm. at the way they, they basically prop up europe by themselves they do they are the primary lender in yeah. the euro so they've already figured out how to do the society thing and like like you were saying before eric like all of my family in Germany, they're not speaking one language. No, they're speaking multiple. They're speaking English just as well as I am, plus they're fluent in German and whatever other language they choose to because it's just the way they're raised, you know? And it's like they put different value in different things for different reasons. Not that it's right or wrong or anything, but by the time we're done paying for our car tabs and our gas taxes and everything else, we're paying 50 fucking percent of everything that we make anyway. While At a bare bashing, minimum. Yeah, and while we're simultaneously bashing other people, and then it's like, well, start your own business. Who the fuck do you think is going to take a bunch of money from it? The and same then, fucking government. Like, so then, I don't know. Government's tricky. Like, politics are tricky, and I feel like I'm too dumb to ever comment on them because, like, can mm -hmm. there be a right one and a wrong one? So you're not work, too dumb. But given a long enough timeline, so, they all so, fail. So, 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 so let me just say, Danny, Danny first of all, you got to stop with the self-deprecation, man. Like, <laughs> sorry, you're sorry, not man. stupid. Just, <laughs> this is my you're just, you're <laughs> not stupid. Sorry, sorry you're I'm ignorant. Not, and there's a I'm difference. I, I understand <laughs> there's a difference between having opinions on things and then having solid facts to spit out about things. I just but, like but, but, I, I understand. It's a defense mechanism. Daddy, and, Daddy, and I'm gonna, that's I'm, what I'm, it is. I'm going to compliment you. 
Um, God, I want to say Freddy Krueger, and I know that's wrong. Freddy Krueger? What the fuck a compliment is that? Oh, <laughs> that's Freddy definitely not a compliment. You skinny Nazi bitch. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Dunning, Dunning, Dunning Krueger's Dunning. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to Google this. He's Googling it. Uh, this is, uh, this, you, okay, here we go. Google it's... it, I'm feeling like Quasimodo over here. No, no, uh, it's uh, Dunning-Kruger effect is the, what I was doing. So to me, it's not self-deprecation, honestly. And it's, you're smart enough to know that you're not smart enough in something. Dunning-Kruger basically is the, is the, 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 the mentality that you have to hit a certain level at something to realize you're not good at it. Yeah. And I feel like that mm. I don't feel like Danny mm. deprecating. He understands enough that to, he doesn't understand enough. And I think that well, is an absolute, you, know, like, you know you know Danny better than I do. You know Danny better than I do. Because when it but comes it to comes stuff, off as self-deprecating. <laughs> and I think that I think Eric, that this thanks, dude man. is very That's intelligent, man. And That's I want to hear what he has to say about this stuff. But de- <laughs> self-deprecation, man, like Oh, I appreciate the feedback. I get honestly, it. I get it. I know I get it. I, I get why you do it, bro. I do. Um, Danny. I always oftentimes get into, um, I'll say like debates. I don't want to say arguments, but with people, um, I like people like to say, fa- maybe this is just the German in me, but like people like to say like, well, the fact of the matter, and I'm like, quit fucking saying fact. Like fact is a defined term. Like fact is a prove, like th- there is facts. And then people will be like, well, it's my, in my perception, it's a fact. And it's like, well, that, no, then you're, then that's not a fact because you're using your perception to call yeah, that's a an, That's clearly an opinion. So I just like to be clear that like, when I don't know something, I don't want people to think I'm saying something that like okay. I'm, I'm educated on because like, this has been interesting to me because I'm learning so much from talking to you about all this stuff. Um, and honestly, it makes me feel bad for not looking further into my own heritage. I grew up in Wyoming and there's not a lot of forest, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you go up to Yellowstone, there's some forest there, but it's not like the forest of Germany or we, you know, going towards the East Coast. And that I have always loved the German folklore with yeah. forests mm. and dragons. Siegfried. Is that Siegfried where gnomes, and, didn't uh, gnomes come from German folklore? Is that where gnomes were originated? I don't know. That's random, I, but that's tough. I, I'll, I know, I'll Google it. But uh, just the, the iconicness of most of our Grimm's grim stories. Yeah. Siegfried have... and Brumhilda. Siegfried and Brumhilda is the most prominent oh, German yeah. do, fairy tale re- about the conquering of the dragon by the knight Siegfried. Yes. And the uh, maiden Brumhilda. <laughs> I think I think what's even awesome, uh what makes that story even better is it it is literally the story of Django Unchained. And Leonardo in that movie is the dragon. That he has to rescue her from. So in Django and Change, uh, uh, slavery and slave masters are depicted as the dragon of that time. So mm. every 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 generation has a dragon. You know whether you want to call it slavery, capitalism, socialism, Nazism. Everybody has a dragon to slay, and it's such a beautiful story mm. to weave it within within. Uh, you know, Tarantino's like it was just the, you know, at, the, yeah. at its core. I was about was to say, man, story. that was Tarantino. <laughs> yeah. Tarantino and Django and Chain. But uh, going back to just like the the iconic like forest and stuff, and I didn't I didn't know 
like like werewolves and like so much of these things that we think of come from Germany. There's such a rich history. Even before the country of Germany actually well, existed, the area has let me touch on this. so much. Let me touch on this because because you, you raise a very valid point, Kiko, and, and that is that Germany before the First World War, Germany arguably was the best that Europe had to offer. And I'm talking most educated citizens. They spoke multiple languages. You want to you, you want to hear firsthand accounts from the French soldiers of World War Two? They were shocked. They were shocked that their invading neighbors, the Germans, were all capable of speaking French. Why? Well, it's a tribute to the German public education system, mm -hmm. which was based on the quote unquote Prussian model. And that Prussian model was also adopted by the United States in the early 18, excuse me, late 1800s. And uh, the Americans didn't like the adoption of the Prussian model of public education. And they actually formed militias most prominently on the Eastern seaboard and refused to send their kids to public schools. But that's a sidebar. The fact of the matter is, if you talk about European culture, the heart of it, it's unequivocally prior to World War I, it's unequivocally Germany, undebatable, the greatest minds, the greatest engineers, the greatest philosophers, they all came from Germany. For me, there's a reason to that. And is it because there's anything exceptional about Germans? No, of course not. But it was just something unique to their society at the time and the way Correct. that they placed value on things. Absolutely. And that's the part I feel like um, at like that German guilt thing comes in, you know, and it's like, but like, if you think about the society and the struggle, like everybody demonizes socialism, right? But then if you mm -hmm. look at like Germany is the highest, I believe is still the highest taxed socialist country. No, there is. no, no, no. I no. don't think people, no, I'm sorry, not that. I don't think people demonize socialism. What I think is people demonize the straw man argument of what socialism is mm, okay so what people so, elaborate so socialism as we talked about is basically it's the amish way of raising a bard We're did you say amish way of raising a bard barn 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 it's, okay. it's coming together communal everybody's contributing for, for communal, a common purpose yeah, for a common purpose what socialism now is the straw man is not the effort but our money so people are like oh they're going to take your money to do this because you know to but money something. has become a representation of that effort it's exactly. just like yeah it, yeah so, so it's really social, no different socialism is at its at its base is us coming together pulling our resources to do something greater now the problem is is we don't get to choose what that greater thing is representative of officials that go this is my vision and i want to do this it's no longer a communal purpose mm. it is a mm. one person's visionary of well, what to do with your effort and that's mm. where i think socialism is, is well that's where communism well, let's, let, let, let's talk about communism exactly, yeah, exactly. Danny. let's talk <laughs> about communism what was the soviet union and i use the soviet union as the benchmark for communism because it was the first and it was also the teacher to the rest that followed what was communism to the soviets i mean 
and space travel and everything that we're doing much closer than we think. I think that uh, there's a lot of thoughts. So, for example, the coronavirus and the masks, you know, this at, at a very small level, you know, you look at Fauci in his own little in his own little world at a very microscopic level and what he's able to influence. He decided to keep information from us. Mm-hmm. Now, I believe that there's that there are people on this planet who have access to so much more information that they have to withhold because there will be repercussions for letting information out. That you know what I'm saying? So, 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 so what you're telling me is that you subscribe to the theory that people need to be protected from the truth no. and AKA protected no, no, from themselves. That's kind of what you're no, saying. No, what I'm saying is that at a national level, once again, talk, if a country knows that we have something or somebody else has something, the act of violence to get it will be absolutely increased. And with our capabilities, that's a terrifying thought. Mm. Not the people, the government, because a government to me is a, a, is a different entity than the people. It is. It always is. You so, know, I mean, how often, not, does, the, how I, often I, does the government represent the people? Um, for example, like, do you feel like the government in the United States today represents you? No, I, I, I love the. Somebody told me uh, one time a long time ago that every Congress person should be like a NASCAR driver, and they should wear who yes. they represent. Who sponsors them? Wasn't that like a Jeff them? Foxworthy thing? Black holes. I don't know enough about black holes. The only thing okay. I know about black holes is that the 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 halo around them. Is stuff that's getting so fast it's burning. That's no, it. that is actually called Hawking radiation. What you're referring to, and it's quite the opposite. Hawking radiation was created. It's a theory that was theorized by Stephen Hawking, and up until now, we have always thought with black holes. Um, so there's actually a documentary that just got released on Netflix. Go watch it. It's totally worth the watch. Um, a little disappointing in the end, but there's a lot of really good information in there. But essentially, a black hole for like to to like simplify it, a black hole is just essentially a region of space time um, where there's like gravity is so strong that nothing can escape it, right? And there's this perimeter to the outside of it. Um, I can't remember the exact nomenclature, the name of it, but um, around that perimeter, that is like the point of no return. Essentially, is what they refer to it as. Is that and the? Is that the? I don't mean to interrupt you, but is that called the event horizon? Yes, yes, it is. Thank you. So, oh at the, yeah, at the, <laughs> at the event horizon, once you go past beyond the event horizon, that's the point of no return. Nothing can escape once it goes into that portion. But what Hawking created was the theory of that Hawking radiation. It's named after him, obviously. Um, and that is that there is actually matter that can escape and come out of a black hole. So in this documentary, they talk about the fact that like, it doesn't matter what goes into a black hole, essentially anything can come out of a black hole. So do like- Do you mean, just for clarification's purpose, do you mean out the other side of the black hole that or is what physically we don't capable of escaping the suction of the black hole? So that is the part that is not known. And that's where space time and the theory of relativity and everything else starts to play into effect. Because like, 
how do you perceive things to be? Are we existing on the same space time continuum or are we stacked simultaneously on top of one another? Like there's all these different theories that you would have to go on forever. But I think that the answer to most of everything that goes on lies at the center of black holes because with Stephen Hawking's discovery of Hawking radiation, it's showing that like essentially we don't know what goes in once it hits that point of entry because we can't perceive anything beyond it because nothing can come out, right? But now, boom, here's this Hawking radiation. So now theorize that like essentially you could be casting something into it and it could be spitting out something somewhere else. So like what if on another timeline something gets sucked into a black hole which consumes stars and things around stars right so yeah. eventually like do we get sucked into a black hole and spin into another space time where things are different like is that what the afterlife is so um, i have a i have a question on this um and i know this is gonna sound stupid go for it it's space and nothing is stupid in space like nobody so, can really prove much of much so there's a theory i don't know if it's true I feel like Eric, you're gonna laugh about this. This is, might be a Mr. Moravic. Go ahead, man. Mr. Tortoises Moravic. stacked on tortoises. So, uh, Moravic. Yurt of the turtle. I got that reference, Dr. Seuss. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you travel at the speed of light, mm-hmm. that you will age, but you won't age at the correct rate. Like, so if you left for 50 years and you came and you came, or, but you were traveling at the speed of the light the entire time. And this is why the, the whole thought of like space travel from one planet to another would be okay because you're like, oh, you traveled like, you know, all these light years, but you wouldn't age because somehow time, you're trapped in this continuum. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow time doesn't move as fast as the speed of light. I don't. And I wonder so, speed of light is you moving out that. Now, would the opposite happen in a black hole where you even light can't escape? Would you age faster? In a black mm. hole? Yeah. In a black would, hole, you compress immediately. I, I would assume... The, the gravity is well, so let, dense well, that it no, no, no. pulls I, in I, I get, light. I get what you're you know saying. What I, mean? I get what you're saying. What if you... Like, you, know, what if you, what if you created a Newtonian crack? With, and by mm-hmm. Newtonian, you know, the cornstarch stuff, and you like the harder you hit it, the harder it becomes. So the, the thought process is the harder you... The more force you put on it, the harder the outer structure becomes, and somehow you're able to survive. Would you just age almost immediately, or am I completely off in the weeds on this? I no, would assume I don't the think opposite. You are. I would assume the opposite. I would assume that you would age slower, right? You because would, I believe. If you're being sucked into this black hole, I well, mean, with time, you're being... With time, with time moves slower, and that would technically... See, now, what is time? Well, that's what I'm saying. If speed of light can escape you from aging, like that to me is a crazy thought. Like, no, no, no. I know exactly what you're saying. You're basically saying that because if you traveled at the speed of light, you're not subject potentially to the effects of time. So, so how is the fabric of time interwoven? And, and, And what I would say is, I would assume. And, and again, this is my non-science brain, non-educated science brain making assumptions, but I would assume that if you're being sucked into a black hole, A, it's black because light can't escape and come back to your senses, correct? Mm-hmm. So, no. so that, that, that implies that B is true. 
And that, that B is you are sucked in at such a high, high rate that you're not physically aging, but you're just, you're going through that transition. And, and to me, the question is, or, what's or, on the other end? Of or, that exactly. The, the other question I have is, does time have a speed at which it moves? So if it can't move, is time stopped in a black hole? Is time stopped? So now that's where you have to, that's where the argument of like the relativity of space time comes in, right? Mm -hmm. So what is time? Like there's always been from the, the beginning of, I think it's Stephen Hawking's book. Um, can't remember the title of it. I don't want to miss say, but it's a Stephen. <clears throat> no, not it. Uh, something about time specifically, uh, space time. Okay, I'm um, going to Google it for you. What are you thinking? Uh, okay, but um, essentially, like when it comes to the black hole, like, and it comes to time, it's was there time prior to the universe, right? Or is time a concept that we have created? So, does the fact that time existed before the universe even matter in the first place? All right, you know what I mean? Good so, question. Good question. Uh, good question. A brief history of time. Yes, that's it. Okay, perfect. Okay. All right. Um, but that's definitely, it's definitely interesting, right? Because like, when you think about how great minds think, it's like, people are kind of like what we do consistently, Fez, like you and I, not to suck our own dicks or anything. Oh, suck um, away. But like, away. we do that consistently, <laughs> right? It's like, you and I have the desire oftentimes to like, argue each other's points. But like, at the end of it, when one of us is making sense, it's like, we we're like, Oh, okay, yeah, I got you, you know, and like, you we're quick, we're point. quick to, yeah, we're quick to concede a point and then go with the others because it makes more logical sense, right? Um, and I think that like within science and specifically like physicists and like astron like anything to do with space, like people know that we know so little when it comes to space that like no question is ever perceived as a dumb question and everybody is always countering each other, um, but they're not doing it maliciously. It's like to actually find an honest, open answer. Intellectually. Yeah, and the way that they structure experiments and these things, like if you watch this documentary um, on Netflix, uh, it's like black holes, um, black holes something. Um, but it's pretty good because it like shows how like basically everybody is banding together and using all of the telescopes across the world at these different sites. I think it's like eight or 11 sites um, and simultaneously shining it at this one location to prove the existence of black holes because it's basically been a theory for so long, but nobody's ever been able to get a picture of it because we haven't had the capable means of doing it. We couldn't build a telescope that was big enough, but through like modern science and genius fucking people all working to establish like, just to figure out what the fuck's out there. You know, it's like we go to war and kill each other over dumb shit. And here's all these people uniting to be like, what the fuck is that thing way out there that we can't see? And they built a telescope using all telescopes simultaneously and was able to capture the first image of a black hole. And that just happened like, I think it was in like 2017 or something. So that's like, that's recent. And now we proved a theory. Um, and I think anytime you achieve something like that, it's fucking mind blowing. You know, like you proved a theory and now we have an image of an actual black hole. That's um, awesome. and, and it opens up all these new questions like, now we think that there's the potential universes are rotating around black holes, right? And it's like, given a long enough timeline, do we all get consumed into a black hole? And then do we come out on the other side? And is that why, you know, things like deja vu exist, where you're like, I feel so, like I've been here before. 
so so if I can be an asshole for a second, Danny, mm-hmm. um, I believe that 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 everything that you just laid out, I enjoyed following along with you. However, I, I view it as irrelevant. I view it as re- irrelevant to people. I view it, it as irrelevant to my Absolutely. life. I view it as irrelevant to your life and irrelevant to the history and future of people. Absolutely. <clears throat> and, and what I mean is, like, you're looking at things on the cosmic scale, and uh, that, 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 that often enters the fray of the unknowable. And I, totally. I love the unknowable. Totally. I, I love the unknowable so, because history has so many connotations into the unknowable and you're often left with Occam's so, razor. Yeah. So I, I, I'm unfamiliar I, with the term. Please elaborate. Okay. So Occam's razor means literally this. Occam's razor means when you are trying to dissect what happened from the past, but you do not have the facts you're left mm-hmm. to make the most logical conclusion. That's Occam's razor. Okay, now there's an antonym for that too, right? What is that? Um, what is the opposite of that? Oh, fuck, why can't I think of it? Um, there could, because this is like what you're describing, the description, I wasn't familiar with like the name that you gave it, but um, I'm familiar with that. But there's also a counter to that, where if you're working from the past, trying to figure out from the start, there's also a way of working from the future and working backwards. And there, therein, there's a paradox because things start to collide at that point in the scientific sense of the cosmos. That's interesting. That's, and that's I'm not aware of that. But just to take it out, you know, like that it's irrelevant to our day-to-day life. I think, yes, the, the discovery of a black hole, what does it change here in America today? Nothing for us. N- nothing. But it's discounting what it could mean in 100 years. For example, like, here's, here's a great example. Um, scientists in Germany. Uh, God, I hate going back to Nazi scientists. But- there you go. Back to the Germans. But, but here, 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 here here, here's the thing we got we got the german science you know and and you know you look back and like what what did it mean to launch a rocket you know back in the day to an american person at that moment going to his job it meant nothing but now we have phones right now we are speaking on anchor through satellite cellular data all these different things and we process a podcast did it did that really have a moment for that person at the time? No. Mm. The, 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 because it's, it's so incremental. Science, science is so incremental. It's very, it's very rare that something is revolutionary versus evolutionary. So um, I really like that. I really like that line of thought. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, so, so does it mean anything at this moment to us? No, it's a footnote in history, but in a hundred years from now, could it? It could mean everything. Oh, I mean, like I, I think on a time scale, I think even way beyond that. You know what I mean? for me, that's crazy because, like, damn, you know, the only thing relevant is the here and now. You know, well, go smoke some pot, bro. I'm doing yeah. it right now, bro. <laughs> is that what the dab torch was? 
Yes, yes. I was like, it's either a faucet or it's a dab torch. And I'm like, please be a dab torch. Please be a dab torch. Oh, God, I love it. Fez, I can't believe you guys found this guy in bumfuck nowhere. What do you mean, Cammy? There was the probability in a town of 500 of meeting Eric was inescapable. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true. I mean, like if, if me and Eric met in New York City, that's amazing. Uh, I, I just right. No, we met at a we met at a bar in Ibiza on a weekend away. Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, we were we were destined to meet because of our parents' choices. No, so for real, was, man. For real, just 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 real talk, like um, <laughs> Kalise, bro. I what? love you, bro. I love you, bro. I love you, bro. Out. He's dabbed out. That's, that's what we call it. Out. Tap out. <laughs> I love you, bro. You're the best. I love you, man. I love you. And I think that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> however, I mean, however, I, I tend to disagree. I tend to disagree with the whole uh, Danny. The black hole philosophy. Oh, um, absolutely! By all means, please do. I, I, I'm, oh, I don't. I don't buy in. I don't buy in. And this guy goes live all the time, and people donate him toy race cars, and he puts it on a treadmill. Treadmill. Put it in it. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, wrecking into each other. And Dude, I have lost hours. Fez, that's why we life. gotta get going further so we can start making money by doing offshoots. And you know what else we need to add to the podcast? We need a a cartoonist. We need somebody to do cartoons. Everybody has suggested to me, hey, like the stories you guys talk about, like for example, last podcast that I missed out on, uh, Mark mm. told the story about us with the brake lines getting cut out, right? And I'm like, oh, man. I didn't realize how funny that was until I listened to Mark telling it. Because I'm like, here's here's Mark thinking, like, I'm bringing him out to the middle of the mountains to shoot him, right? And here's Brandon confirming. His parents are like, don't go shoot with those white folk. And I'm like, <laughs> now Brandon and Mark are both, and Mark's like, yeah, man, I thought he was going to take me in the woods and kill me. And then we're done shooting. And I'm like, okay, we're good. And then the brake line's cut. And he's like, so that's how he's going to do it, you know? And I'm the like, are fucking brilliant. <laughs> I'm just sitting there. I'm like, why is he asking me the same stupid ass question? Like, I'm trying to get us down this fucking mountain. We're like 50 miles an hour down this rocky ass terrain, you know? And he's like, oh, I think I lost somebody. You lost Eric. Oh, man. But, dude, I got to say, like, it's the dumb shit that um, that gets me. Um, oh, by the way, have you seen Bo Burnham's Inside? No, but I've I like I was curious based off the synopsis. I was like, Dude, oh, I kind of want to watch that. So, it basically so, says it shows him fall apart. Um, no, I don't really think so. I think it's all art. I think he I think he did it. He's all he's been crazy about the internet. I mean, like you look at him like eight years ago when he made that movie Eighth Grade. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long ago he's like children shouldn't have access to the internet. Like he was advocating for like some you know like serious reform with internet. He's mm-hmm. like you don't give a you just like you don't give an eight-year-old the gun and a beer he's like the internet exactly. is dangerous you know he's like you more know, we should, yeah we, we should be uh who knows but i i absolutely love that and i think that i think nascar as much as it's made fun of at least it's so transparent like i race for this yeah. people hey buy our shit because i'm good exactly you know, uh, you you look at like basketball at 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 a level when LeBron James left one city for another, people were so angry at him. It's like this—he's wearing the clothes of the people who are willing to pay him more. 
And to me, that NASCAR, I don't watch NASCAR, but I love the honesty. You don't like watching cars go around a circle, bro? No, I do love IndyCar, though, especially, like, not on a straight track. Oh, oh Formula Dude, Formula racing is – like, and motorcycle racing, dude, I can oh, – you know what? Okay, oh, hold gives on. me a chubby. Can I tell you something mm-hmm. I am into that is super embarrassing? There is a motherfucker on YouTube who races marbles. Yes, I, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're fucking watch what? this. <laughs> Danny's confirmation of this tells me that I need to hear about this. What no, is it? it's, it's fucking it's... stupid because it sucks. Oh, in, dude. Yeah. Oh, Danny, I, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give. Listening to uh, Bo Burnham's uh, internet, uh, the internet song, it is mm-hmm. so. It has got to be one of the most pointed songs. Of, of what the internet is. And I love the thing he goes, you know, he says like, you know, oh God, you know, I, I don't, I honestly, I'm going to look it up because I don't mind misquoting people, but I don't want to misquote this. Like, you know, uh, welcome to the internet. Have a look around. Anything that brain of yours can think of can be found. We've got mountains mm. of content, some better, some worse. If none of it is interest to you, you'd be the first. So it's just like, God, talk about Let the me addiction. Mm-hmm. So the, the first addiction. thing that came to my mind, the first thing that came to my mind with that first verse was, uh, "We live the quote. We live in the age of information, not knowledge." Right. Yes. And, and it's testament to the uh, cognitive dissidence and this bias that exists in us all. The internet gave you everything you wanted to hear but the yes. truth is buried in there and you have to filter your way through it mm-hmm. and i think that's what people like he really in this in the series he exposes the the madness of it Fez, you, get you moved to your sex dungeon i did no so it started raining and i had to get the puppies inside oh so uh, <laughs> like, i got oh, i got i got two boxer, i got two boxer puppies in there they're naughty. And How are they? Raining. You dig them? Oh, dude, I love, you, know, you know me. I had bruising yeah, Rocco. Come aside, Lily. Let's go ahead and wrap up this episode. Danny, I'll go. Since you did the introduction, I am going to do my best Perfect. not to fuck this up. Um, thank you for joining us, joining us for this episode of Redeeming Qualities. Thank you, Eric, for being a guest. Once again, you can find us on the Redeeming Qualities instagram you can ask questions uh if you guys want to use anchor you can direct message me questions through the anchor app and remember this is redeeming qualities not how men speak but how friends speak mm, get it fed get oh, it thanks for God. having me man thanks for having Eric, me it's been a pleasure it was, it was a good time man hey, um, the, the, end. the going, from, going from the cold call i love it so